This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And welcome to our amazing 90th episode of Off the Break Podcast. Why, why are you talking so quietly? I don't know. Did it wasn't <laughs> you, quiet? If, if it just sounded quiet. It probably oh. won't be it when we actually listen to the recording, but I don't know. We just started off being like, and welcome to 90 episodes episode in, guys. No, I'm excited. We're <laughs> nearing 100. We are nearing 100, which is That's crazy to funny. think it's of. Like, you would think that that would be like the our special 100th, but... No, nope. it's our special. Now nah, we're going to do it early. <laughs> the the big 90. It's kind of a cool milestone, though. It is. I did not expect us to get this far, honestly. It's a lot of hours I have of faith our in voices well, out there in the world. It is. It's a lot of hours. And we got here quicker than we probably should have because when we started out, we were doing two podcasts a week. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I we forgot did Tuesdays about that. and Fridays. Man, I'm glad we switched to the one week format. <laughs> yeah, it was getting crazy. I, I think I got burnt out after a while, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. There's the only so many things to talk about. Right. Yeah. S- some weeks. Yeah, there's only so many trailers. So and no, then we'll we, have this we, whole episode about this, yeah, one trailer. It was kind of nice because we could t- always talk about on Tuesdays what we had seen over the weekend. Yeah, a lot sooner, yeah. When product was good and in the summer, that was easy to do. <laughs> but, well, there was some, yeah, I guess there was there some, was some good, good summer product. product and some product. Yeah. I guess well, I'm thinking of 2019. 2018 summer was probably better. Oh, than 2018 summer. Yeah. We've been doing this for over a year now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's crazy. Also crazy to think of. I didn't even realize. Yep. Yeah. So Ooh. here it is, the special 100th episode on the 90th episode. On the 90th this episode. Is the milestone, well, everyone. <laughs> let me bring it up because I don't think Eric's going to be around for our 100th. Oh. Yeah. Sad to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are we getting into this now, or we'll is get that close? We'll get close. We'll get close. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's your guys a sneak with, peek to that. But. <laughs> a couple more with Eric. Well, yeah. Kyle and I both saw, well, we both saw one of what? these movies. Kyle saw a movie and we both saw another You just movie. wanted to jump yeah. to Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> you did. You, you were so uncomfortable. So you had to change the topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's too. I didn't that. even think about that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, we can't do this to him twice in yeah. a row. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Jumanji first because just Kyle saw that and he the saw it, the early show last night. Yeah. It'll be big this weekend. How was it? Was did it live up to the did first it one? Take things to the next level. Yeah. Um, did in you? a matter of speaking, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I guess just to sum it up quickly, like if you guys enjoy Welcome to the Jungle, I'm sure that you guys will find Jumanji in the next level to be, um, just as entertaining. At least that's what it was for me. Uh, I think um, I don't even know where to begin on this one. I I did enjoy myself. But I found myself being reminded and quite a bit to Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Because in that first one, like, there was just a lot of surprise. Like, no one had any real expectations for it. Yeah, it was kind of like a... And it ended up being great because of the cast chemistry. Like, the jokes were able to land because of their chemistry. Like, it, it turned, was all new. It turned uh, the movie, the original movie from the 90s, into something different for, like, the modern generation. So that was also Breath of Fresh Air 2. Um, and here with the next level... The surprise isn't really there anymore. The question now is just can um can this just be as good as what it was already? And I think yeah, to a certain degree. For me, I did find myself enjoying it a little bit less than Welcome to the Jungle, only because I was reminding myself of familiarity, which I wasn't really a fan of. I think there was 
times where the movie did do stuff different creatively, uh, did stuff creatively, creatively that was in a different direction and had good payoff. But I think for the most part, there was just too much familiarity for me to really, really enjoy it as much as I wanted to. But I don't think that's going to hurt audiences as much. I think if they enjoy Welcome to the Jungle, then they'll enjoy the, yeah. the next level all the same, which isn't a bad thing at all. Um I just think that that's just going to be what the mass majority of people will think. Well, as long as people aren't disappointed and they know Which what they they're getting be. into. I wasn't disappointed. And it was still on the same level. I think it'll do See, just I, fine. We, I think we all kind of figured this mm-hmm. would be the case. I mean, that at, was least, your biggest at least me. Like, yeah. yeah, seeing the trailer, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the exact same movie. But like, they kind of mixed it up a little bit. Like, now Jack Black's playing this person and... Dwayne Johnson's playing this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the grandpa's got it in in on it, and there's so yeah. Like yeah. See, that, that's like that's humor. like the the, yeah. the the big change. But I always kind of assumed it was going to be very familiar, kind of reuse some of the same jokes. Yeah, it was mainly just in the jokes and I guess story beats to a degree that were all familiar, like which I wasn't a too fan of. Um, like it's the message a... of the story and like what why everyone's back in the game. Those were a bit different. I thought they had some good payoffs towards the end, at least for um, the type of movie that this is trying to be, like the lighthearted family comedy that it's trying to be. So, Is it as shameless a carbon copy as Hangover Part 2 was? No, I wouldn't call this. That was my my fear. I I really don't think people need to worry about it being that bad as like Hangover Part 2 was. Um, well, Hangover Part 2, to me, if you had never seen the first one and you watched Hangover Part 2, you would probably think it's pretty funny yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, if, I'm wondering if that's the case with this movie. Maybe, I mean, the average person doesn't see that many movies in a year. Yeah. And with the first, or with Welcome to the Jungle being like two years old now, you know, they've probably forgotten a lot about it. So they see this, and if they like the first one, but they don't remember much about it. Maybe that's why they'll enjoy this one a lot. That last part is a good point because I actually did see Welcome to the Jungle a few days ago before the next level, and that's probably why all these jokes were a bit more familiar for me. Oh, you kind of refreshed? I think so. I could have been a bit more refreshed than I really thought that I would be. Um, so maybe that's part of it too. Maybe it's just I, because I, I would think so. people don't see that many movies in a year, and so they haven't like gone back to watch Welcome to the Jungle, but they remember like yeah, they're like this hey, one. yeah, exactly. Like hey, that was a fun time when we when yeah. we saw that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, we should go see this one too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So th- uh, that could be part of it, but I don't know. After viewing it, like I would say it's not My... the next level, but it's on the same <laughs> well, level. It did like four million in early shows, so I think it's there. It's gonna be. It's gonna have a great first weekend. Yeah. Next weekend is all about Star Wars, but yeah, this no, weekend will be Jumanji about Jumanji. Take down Frozen. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Frozen's had its run. My at this biggest point. question about this again, now that I know it pretty much, it's very familiar. But like, how the the cast dynamics, like the relationship between the game avatars to the real life people they're playing, how that compares to how it was in the first one. Cause like everybody loved Jack back Jack black playing a teenage girl. Everybody loved hilarious. Dwayne Johnson or Kevin Hart being like the big tall jock, but they're playing different people in this one. Is it like just as funny? Is it different enough? Uh, Again with the grandpas it, too, it, you know, cause Jack black it is would, now the jock character. Yes. It's just as funny, but it's not as surprising as is like the rest of the movie. Cause, just, I just keep going back to thinking about how much of a surprise Welcome to the Jungle was with and how good everyone was yeah. doing those types of roles. Um, here, like, we know, like, 
that they're good and that probably playing different characters, but kind of the same characters as well, is not going to be a big surprise. Um, it's just a matter of if the jokes will land. And it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, like either they're a bit familiar or some of them do have payoffs. It's really kind of like a mixed bag. Um, as for like the grandparents or the, the older uh, gentlemen being involved. Um, That's so polite. Well, yeah. one of them's a grandparent and the other one isn't. Like, one's an associate, so yeah, they're I've not, just like... totally been calling them the grandpas. Yeah, exa- yeah. Well, I <laughs> no, mean, you can, not. too, but... Um, as for them, like, they have their moments. They're fun, but it, it also kind of gets a bit tiresome at times. It, again, it's just, like, a mixed bag for me. Like, there's stuff it's that like works one and joke payoffs. Yeah. yeah, it to me, it felt like, but I don't know. The audience, the audience I was surrounded with, they all seemed to really be loving all the jokes for the most part, so... I don't know. Maybe that was just a personal thing. Maybe I just was getting tired while everyone else wasn't. Hmm. Why? Well, I think I'll like it. I want to. Yeah. See I mean, I haven't again. rewatched the first one since I saw it in theaters. So. That might help. I do think yeah. that's a big part of it. Yeah. I'm not going to rewatch yeah, the first could one. Could be. Could be. I mean, I'm not, I've I've not like been super super excited for it, yeah. but I like the first one a lot, so I'm gonna see this one. I found I really enjoyed the trailer, and maybe that's because I hadn't you know, rewatch the first one. And so everything still feels sure. a little fresher. Like I said, I think the majority of people will don't go watch the first one. If you want to enjoy yeah, this don't one, go, don't go and rewatch <laughs> like I did. Um, I think people, no matter what, will enjoy just as much as they enjoyed the first one. There's just a lesser surprise to it. Oh yeah. Which is unavoidable. So I think you two will end up liking it all the same, but yeah. probably will recognize what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um, as far as new surprise films, how was Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, was it finally came you here. It's hoped a, and dreamed it would be. It's been out for a while, but it only just now came here. Yeah, for whatever reason, our theater was taking a while <laughs> to show this one. I'm not sure what the cause of it was, but no, it finally came. Eric and I were both able to see it. I loved it. I saw it twice in like three days, I think. Yeah, I um, loved it too. It's easily going to be one of my favorites, like top five of the year, without a doubt. It's. I mean, in case anybody hasn't heard about it, it's the it's that movie where the little Nazi kid has Hitler as an imaginary friend. Directed and written by um, Taika, Taika Waititi. Yep, yep. Who, who plays Hitler. Yeah. And so he's like this little 10-year-old radicalized, he thinks, like, Nazi boy. Like, I, his biggest dream is to join Hitler Youth and, like, be Hitler's, like, favorite little Nazi. Become a Nazi. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he discovers that his mom is hiding a Jewish girl in their attic. And so that kind of sets up the meat of the movie which is kind of his conflict of uh loyalty i guess does he stay loyal to the nazi party that he thinks loves him or does he do the right thing and join his mother in trying to help this jewish girl Mm -hmm. so it's a very serious topic but it's almost always hilarious somehow and he totally pulls it off and that's what i think is so great about it it somehow has the right balance of (laughs) hilarious satire with real emotional drama and weight and yeah and usually especially with this type of subject matter like you'd be like i don't know this film could be all over the place but instead taiga just finds like the right balance between the two and i think the story just in general could work for any type of viewer yeah no i mean it's if they give it a chance because it's very to. very thick satire and yeah. it should be obvious but in this day and age, a lot of people seem incapable of understanding satire. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it won't work for some people, but there are these, one of my favorite jokes, Rebel Wilson is in it, and she's like one of the <laughs> Nazi commanders. Yeah. And uh, she overhears 
the little boy asking them, asking another soldier about like, like what powers the Jews have. Like I heard that Jews <laughs> yeah. can control people's minds mm-hmm. and Rebel <laughs> Wilson just kind of inserts herself in the conversation. She's like, yeah, it's true. She's like, I heard a story of like my friend's uncle, a Jew cast a spell on him and then he became addicted to alcohol and he started gambling and he cheated <laughs> on his wife and then he died sad and alone in a pool but it was the Jews fault originally <laughs> you know it's just it's hilarious seeing seeing him just totally make as much fun as he can out of out of Nazis you know mm-hmm. cuz it's a very serious topic but if you can point and just laugh it, at how ridiculous it is it, it right. that's a really effective way of like draining the power from them is it just nazis or is it just this idea of this like uh, these people that blindly follow this like dogma of a i mean that's the bigger picture they use they use nazi germany in i think it's i mean it's the end of the war so it's like 45 40 yeah 45 Um, probably they use that as the as the window to with which to observe that stuff but i mean these these the themes of blind loyalty and prejudice and how it starts and how it can how people can be radicalized is just as applicable to any other time mm-hmm. it's just you know hitler and the nazis is like mm-hmm. by far the biggest example of that so i know that's what i really liked about it yeah and i think taika just really wanted to play a chubby hitler and make himself look like an idiot was he a chubby hitler or is yeah. he he's great he's not chubby he, person yeah he's he's got a little chub He's a little, he's ridiculous. Like and the ver- you laugh at it so hard. <laughs> the it's first so shot of the movie is like that is Jojo, like kind of psyching himself up. But you see, like it's it's a close up of his face, but then you see just Hitler's gut, like walk in front of the camera yeah. and then walk behind him in the background. Like he's circling him. Yeah. Just like coaching him, basically. <laughs> it's, it's such a great movie. And like Kyle said, it's, it's hilarious almost all the way through but not to the extent where they're going to try and laugh at the real atrocities that were committed like right. i mean they nazis were evil they they murdered millions of people so it's not going to gloss over that it handles the serious parts with the with the seriousness that they deserve but it's still also able to it's make it, you laugh yeah it walks at this line so of it all. perfectly and how crazy that it it almost feels like satire in of itself. The idea that people can be become that, yeah, and get so not brainwashed, but just so programmed to be a certain way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like brainwash is honestly yeah. not mm-hmm. that bad of a word to use, and it's that's what's great too, because like his best friend is played. I forget that kid actor's name, but he has Want a best friend named up? Yorkie. Yorkie, if you want, yeah, Yorkie, and he's just this—he's the this best. little, this chubby little kid with circle Harry Potter glasses, and he's just the most adorable kid, like in recent memory, like in any movie. Yeah, and there's so many conversations of them talking about like, like, oh, I, I'm gonna capture a capture a Jew and give it to Hitler, and he'll be so proud of me. And Yorkie's always kind of like. Always, always about the Jews. Like there are these other things that are going on. <laughs> like I don't see the big the big like fuss yeah like they look just like us i don't get it and it's just like knowing like the greater implications of that it's really it's kind of a melancholy thing to see yeah like these little boys don't realize the what they're actually talking about what but. um did 
does he keep blowing stuff up? I think I remember from a trailer they keep accidentally blowing stuff up. Towards the end, because Yorkie gets drafted into the, he's like an actual Nazi soldier. Yeah. And then Jojo's like, but you're 11. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> but Jojo, through a thing that happens earlier, he has like an accident and he gets injured. And so he can't become a soldier. Uh-huh. He's he's turned into like a little mailman and people oh. make fun of him. But yeah, towards the end when America's like liberating the 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 town, Yorkie's like carrying, I forget what they're called, the Panzerfaust. It's like the German bazooka. They're carrying that and he sees Jojo and he's like so happy to see him. He accidentally drops it and like shoots a <laughs> a rocket. It's in like it's in one of the trailers, yeah. I believe. Yeah. That's 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 yeah. the thing you probably saw. No, oh. he, his performance is probably one of my favorites of the year. It's so everybody in I don't this know. Movie. It's it's genuine. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's just so sweet and genuine and it works perfectly yeah. with that movie too. Is you just look, especially Yorkie, the whole time you're like, this kid's not a Nazi. He doesn't even really think he's a Nazi. He's, he's just he's just like, doing it because that's what you do. He thinks he's in like the Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, that's really <laughs> that's really is what he thinks. But no, it's it's a great movie. It's very very well done, and you know it's as hilarious as it is. Like I would call it a straight up comedy, and you don't really. There are good comedies most years, but not a lot of them will stick in your mind yeah. Yeah. or like last. But I feel like at this least for me, will. yeah, this is a this is an all time great comedy. Absolutely, at least recently, hmm. I couldn't agree more with that. I'm still debating whether I want to see it. I really want to see a good comedy and a good satire. I just know there's things in it that I might not really like. So yeah, but they're I'm true. I know, so I'm trying to get over the that and. <laughs> And Close it, my eyes and there's those gonna, parts. And there's probably a lot of people that feel the same way, but yeah, I would implore them to try and give it a chance. It's just kind of you'll a, be like, sold from like the first scene. Yeah, I, I know I was like first five great. minutes. I was like, I'm gonna love. This it's movie. easy to like hesitate about these things, knowing that that stuff's coming. But when you watch the movie yeah. and you're along for the ride at the momentum the movie's going, when you get to those scenes, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really sad. But you have the whole context of the movie beforehand that just makes it worth it. And then it end, has a fantastic ending. It's, yeah, it's just, it's totally worth it. Oh, I, no, I, when I saw the trailer, I really wanted to see it. I was like, this is, this is Scorsese cinema. <laughs> this is, this is true cinema. <laughs> this is true cinema. This is what he was talking about. See what yes. you're doing there. Well, um, as far as Jojo Rabbit, I think it, you know, it should do really well. Do you think that the, because it's a satire and that maybe people are missing the point of that, that it's going to get hurt on awards? Like they're going to be like, mm, I can't. I, yeah, I'm wondering some for- of the, some of the, I can't remember all the specific ones, but like a handful of the s- nominees that have been announced for these different ceremonies it's been nominated in a lot of like the top prizes uh-huh. or at least in like the screenplay or like um directing i, I can't no not directing i can't remember it, it made it might have been the sag awards or something yeah. but basically it's been it's been it's shown up in some ceremonies but not in others and i'm wondering if it's i wouldn't say it's necessarily because it's a satire or the subject matter maybe but i think it's just so crowded this and year awards always give comedies the short end of the stick yeah unfortunately it was one of the top films in the american film institute um i'm trying to see if 
Yeah, see, it's showing up New on York a lot film of top, critics. top, like top ten end of the year lists and stuff. So yeah, people I don't who know. see it like it. I could, I honestly could see it not getting the love that it deserves, and I'm gonna be really mad about that. I'm assuming um, the Academy's not gonna do their full ten nominees, even though they could. Yeah, yeah. but since they never do, I my my hunch is that it won't make it in. It but should though. If yeah, it totally should. If they had the full ten slate, ten slots, I think it could. Make it in. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, which I I agree with that too. Nice. All right. Well, moving on. Nerd culture. <laughs> <defending> <laughs> massive corporations. Yeah, there's this really interesting article that I uh, I forget his name. I should know this. Um, uh, Alex I didn't write it down. I uh, know I have it right. I have it right here. Did Alex Papa. Papademos? Papi... Yeah, it's a crazy name. (laughs) Papadopoulos? Here, you... I just call him Alex Papa. Maybe. Here, you pronounce it. Papadopoulos? Papademos. We we are so sorry, Alex. (laughs) It's a fantastic article, but I don't have to show it. Where was it published at? It was on Medium, so it's kind of like a... a, I would call it more of an essay. It's not like an article from a traditional publication. But... I mean, it's kind of a longer one, but I've summarized some parts that I thought would be good to quote. But kind of the idea of the article is it's exploring what it means now that the biggest, like superhero movies are obviously ubiquitous. They're everywhere. It's the biggest thing. Right. Um, But what it means that... um, I think it touches on the areas of toxic fandom. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, like trolling the internet, uh, mm-hmm. trolls on the internet, but also puts it in this larger context of what happened in the transition when we saw superhero movies take off and this idea of, quote, nerd culture yeah. becoming the dominant entertainment culture. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's how, like, well, it also ties into the whole Martin yeah. Scorsese thing, too, um, and how. And they keep t- they talk about Marvel movies because that's the easiest catch-all yeah. term, but they just mean like the big blockbuster, right? The they event mostly film. mean like superhero yeah. films. They they do go back. It wasn't just Disney Marvel, but they do go back and talk about how it was really set off with um, Dark Knight. Yeah, and this idea of Batman the, Begins or Batman Begins, yeah. yeah, and this idea of like comic book movies, which have mm-hmm. always been around. Oh it's yeah, just, but they used to be really bad. Right. Really cheesy, really <laughs> yes. easy to make fun of. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's seen the 90s Captain America movie, mm-hmm. but, like, I've seen scenes you. from it. But it's yeah. so bad. Like, but, uh, and then it also kind of goes into why this debate of whether, what is true cinema versus not true cinema. It's yeah. not necessarily about the specific movies. It's about how, <laughs> like, the prevalence of blockbusters could, right. you know, make it really hard for other types of movies to be made. Yeah. I think what I got from the article was the idea of you prescribe to a fandom and then you're in that fandom. You used to be kind of just like described as nerd culture. Oh, you're a nerd. If you really liked and followed certain things beyond the media that you get them from. So if you like comic book and action figures, or if you liked Star Trek TV show and you got the action figure, like that idea of taking it a step further was predominantly just a nerd culture in like the seventies and the eighties. But then, um, early two thousands. And then as these blockbusters started to come and there was a shift and that secret kind of like nerd culture that was always like an outcast culture became Mm -hmm. the dominant culture and became 
something that everybody was like, oh, I'm a Marvel fan or I'm a Star Wars <laughs> fan. And that became part of their actual core identity um, media yeah. wise and entertainment wise that the people that had previously been on the outside were now like the harbingers of this new culture. And they they were I don't know how they they um, go after criticism of their whatever their fandom is but at the detriment of the creativity and the individualism of that and that, and the kind of outs outside um, origins of where that culture came from. So yeah, there are two, just two quotes that I saw that actually put Mm -hmm. pretty much clarify what we're trying to say. The first one is uh, there have always been people who will tell you that arty things are stupid, that liking them is pretentious and that preferring arty things to mass market entertainment is a symptom of elitism. The thing that's new about MCU Twitter's reaction to Scorsese's statements, the whole Marvel movies aren't cinema in his opinion, is that people making these arguments against the supposed privileging of a certain type of arty thing are doing it without rejecting the notion that movies should aspire to fulfill an audience's need for profundity. They're just arguing that we can and should look to corporate superhero movies to provide it. They're basically just being corporate cheerleaders and they're (laughs) defending corporate culture that doesn't need to be defended. Do you think they're accidentally doing that though? Because I don't think when they're making those arguments, they're thinking of the bigger picture. I think they're only well, thinking no, of the No, of course they're themselves. not, but that's, that's the reality Because for me personally, that's what I do yeah. to a degree. I'm thinking of the movies themselves the f- and not I mean, the, the follow-up thing picture. is, it would be funny if it weren't funny at all. Most of the time, corporations have to pay people to lay down this kind of astroturf on their behalf. This is what nerds are now, a volunteer army of PR freelancers for the biggest media companies in the world. Right. And it's it's really sad. It's, yeah, it's a sad thing because, yeah, obviously they're not going like, how dare you rip on my multi- hundred billion dollar corporate franchise They're Yes, of course, they're defending the movies, but they don't I feel like they don't really realize the repercussions of that because obviously Disney loves it. They're going to eat feel, it up. I feel like they keep doing this. Are they really defending the movies or are they defending Captain America or Iron Man from any sort of criticism what however he is portrayed? Well, that's again, that's a, that's an important thing because I one thing that I thought of off the top of my head is a lot of people who start getting into movies or to art in general we'll start in kind of the same entry level area and so i feel like a lot of these people maybe weren't into into cinema as a whole yeah but then when they saw a movie was being made about their favorite superhero they decided to go see it and maybe that was the first time that they were like genuinely emotionally moved by a movie so in their minds like yeah of course that's a great movie to them Whereas somebody who has maybe been has been dabbling in quote unquote true cinema for a lot longer, they've seen the different uh, much more different types of movies, how things can be done. They'll look at Marvel movies and be like, like, oh, well, it's entertaining, but that's kind of like really basic. Like, yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, and then maybe if people saying that they'll get defensive because they'll think that's an attack on their movies because right. they're like, no, I want so I want my taste to be good. Mm-hmm. These movies are good because I like them. You're kind of attacking my taste. Yeah, because you never had people before who went out and watched um, and watched what we call upscale art films or or Scorsese with his true cinema. They don't go out and like buy an action figure or get the poster or do all these other things. There's a behavior attached to these fandoms that goes to the core of people's identity mm-hmm. that 
when you attack the symbol the here the hero symbol of whatever it is that they've attached themselves to whether that's captain america or iron man or aquaman whatever value system that they've attached that hero then you're really attacking their core identity and they can't separate (laughs) the concept that (laughs) like it's okay to criticize them without criticizing that captain america is brave or iron man is smart or all these other things that they prescribe to oh that's it's very complicated because it's to a lot of the. I hate I keep I hate ugh, I hate to keep <laughs> saying like nerd culture because that's right. just the biggest broadest thing ever. But for simplicity's sake, I'll say that I feel like a lot of for a lot of the people in nerd culture who subscribe to that, yeah, they don't. People aren't attacking when they say Endgame wasn't Endgame was you know blah blah blah. In their the minds, it's in, in their minds. They're not getting angry <laughs> at the fact that they're saying that Endgame as a movie is bad. They're saying that like, you know, these superheroes, every the whole journey that you've been on that gets here, you know, mm. it's not that it's not that good. It's yeah. everything that goes <gasps> with it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's just sad that the only place that they're getting this emo- emotion comes from these gigantic corporations right. that could not care less about them. No. They just no. want their money. Well, and that they keep them to such a vanilla certain level that they're really oh, yeah. not true. I want to say true emotions. They're they're very just bland, even keel emotions. And if that's the only emotional story you're on, that's kind of sad. Like that was always my criticism with Captain America. They never gave him a real relationship. People could argue that oh he went back to Peggy. I'm like oh he went back to the very first girl <laughs> that like ever kissed him like that was one of martin scorsese's original or when he clarified in his own essay he talked about how there's not a lot of risk no in them which to an extent is true people will try development people try and retort by saying like well what about like infinity war like half of the universe died and it's like nobody thought that they were actually gone literally nobody thought that and the whole second movie was trying to get them back so that they wouldn't be gone yeah i mean it's the whole second movie could have been just them moving on. Like the world wouldn't have moved on. The reality is the world would have moved on. Yeah. See those big moments. It's like maybe in the context of the Marvel movies, they seem like big moments, but right. if you're surprised by them and think that that's like what Martin Scorsese is talking about, you obviously haven't seen a lot of other types of movies that mm-hmm. actually, or just storytelling in ger- general. It's yeah. not just movies like video games are not have too, not too many of them are heavy story based no. or go too deep. Um, and then their TV, I mean, Game of Thrones was maybe closest to a deep storyline, but even that fell at the end. Well, I mean, yeah, Game of Thrones yeah. specifically. People would, right. I mean, well, our TV is a whole other thing because people say we're in like peak TV and there's just so much good content out there, but I haven't seen a lot of it. Right. Because I'm a movie guy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, but I, I guess my point was that. In the media, though, because TV wants to keep also keep going, they're not gonna just kill off the whole cast and series yeah. done after one season. Like they're there's still that whole you know timeline of they've got to have season after season mm-hmm. usually. Well, the thing that I keep trying to stress and that I feel like so many people who get swept up in this debate online always 
get, lose track of because they're emo- they're reacting emotionally to like how dare you say my favorite movies aren't cinema that's not what it's about so another quote the short one is this isn't about what is or isn't cinema it's about whether the corporations that already dominate so much of the cultural landscape through pure market share should also be allowed to set the parameters of what we can ask from art and right. that's I feel like the actual thing that Martin Scorsese was originally trying to get at because it's an ugly situation because obviously we've like we've talked about theaters want to play the stuff that's going to make the money right but if the stuff that makes the money is only going to be these giant tent poles at you know at when does that start coming at the expense of anything that tries to do anything different yeah I think for me the what what the article really touched on was it was just so much the pushback from criticism it's okay to criticize marvel and star wars for not being these like in-depth emotional journeys for just being mass-produced media i mean and that's always been around like there Mm -hmm. have been if you even look back at the like literature there are deep dives in literature and then there are mass-produced penny back books that all of those young adult novels yeah (laughs) and i in you know and then all the young adult paperbacks and so there's always like certain levels and i think people i don't know why that debate has never been talked about with cinema or maybe it just hadn't been so apparent till we got to this point of marvel films because there had always been variety and now that there's not as much that i think is due to just how big Marvel has gotten and just how big social media has gotten as well. Yeah, it's all yeah. of these things these coming argument, together at the same time. Yeah, these arguments, I'm sure, have been around for years, like before Marvel movies were popular. Popular, Like, there was other blockbusters that were Marvel movies popular exploded at the, time too, at the but, same time that Twitter and social media really right. hit its peak. Yeah. Now everybody can talk about their opinions all the time, every yeah. day. The combination of a, the two, I think, just sparked this debate that we're having now. But I, I think it's been around for a while not to the degree that it is now because well, it's sure a the lot more noticeable but. i'm sure the debate has been around but what hasn't been around is the specific like the, the well the state of the, the like the near monopoly that right. disney has of this stuff you know like i don't know it's hard to explain but try <laughs> like i mean the, the whole like obviously the theater attendance has been going down when people go go to see the movies, they go two, three times a year. When they do go to the movie, they're going to see a Marvel movie, probably. Yeah. You know? It's that. It's like, that is what people are starting to think of. Like, that. that's what's worth going to see in a theater. Right. Yeah. Whether or not they actually believe that or if they've thought about it but they're deeper than so that. But they're so willing to defend that, though. Yeah, because... That was what they it's, finally went and committed to, and they don't want to hear your criticism of yeah, it. Yeah, because it's, it's not... Like, these aren't good movies. Why does everybody want to see them? It's, hey, like, what is this worth losing these other types of movies? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, I don't know, it's... I guess it also means, is it worth also just becoming such a negative troll army when people come out and criticize it? Like, I only criticize Scorsese because he drug theaters into it like it was theater movie theaters fault yeah, it's yeah. Not their fault that was for my this. issue too yeah he but didn't yeah, i didn't agree with what that. he said yeah like i don't but there's so many people that just got had this whiplash reaction to it of what you know and that wasn't even his main point i don't know if it's just not critically thinking if it's just such emotional 
like garbage being spilled out and yeah. because well, I mean, social media facilitates that. Speaking of the whole, you know, the whole troll thing, especially when yeah. nobody needs to defend these things. No. <laughs> Another part says, you know, uh, what superhero movies and violent video games aimed at 16-year-old boys and young adult fiction novels for teenagers have in common is that they were once looked down upon by the culture at large and have since become market forces so super massive that no individual's objection to them means anything at all. Yet their, yet their adherents will tolerate no dissent rushing to the barricades at the drop of a mean tweet. Yeah. It's like, why do you feel the need to do this? Uh, it's it's the, the repercussions of... So many people rushing to the aid of these giant corporations. It tells what it's saying is that like we don't have a problem with these types of movies dominating the entertainment industry. We like them. What's so wrong with these being the only thing? Right. Like how dare you criticize them at all? Yeah. And why people are so (laughs) because because they didn't criticize the movie. They criticize what those people hold so close to their individual yeah. identities and they're just they're so hurt by that and that's crazy like it didn't affect you at all no not at all it's i mean it's i don't know i can't find the quote in there but a lot of it is that kind of there's a like there's a pretty big gatekeeping problem in nerd culture uh-huh. where people who people will feel like they're more of a fan or they're yeah. They're more attached to this, so they're Royalty. more credible to talk about it. Like, you don't yeah. actually like this. <laughs> I like this. Right. You don't even know what it means to be a Marvel or a Star you Wars fan. You might not fan. be aware of this, but... Yeah. What's that hipster? It's like, a, It's like that probably sense never of heard entitlement. Of yeah, you probably like never entitlement heard of that you've been there before, really. I, yeah, and yeah. it's... A lot of his leftover <laughs> gatekeeping stuff. So when people start criticizing that, then the gatekeeping that has always been there comes up. Yeah, but now you have millions of similar people around you online, and these echo chambers. Yeah, there's no way that these nerd, the nerd culture, um, are consciously saying we don't want any other types of movies. No. That's there's no way that's what they're saying, but they don't realize that when they con- when they consistently and so predictably rush to protect Disney, like of all right. companies, that Disney's gonna totally like use it to their advantage. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, wow. They're doing a lot of the heavy lifting for us. This right. is awesome. They're going to perpetuate our monopoly of what people think of when they think of movies. Well, you know what's even crazier is that it's bled into like the creatives. Like I'm thinking with Star Wars, you know, everybody trolled uh, Ryan Johnson for his mm-hmm. portrayal. And then at the time, people were sticking up for it. And now they're backtracking on that now because they've got their vision of it coming out oh you're talking about the new the the press tour how people are like trying to play into the like yeah that one was a little iffy yeah don't worry though this will be the one you actually want but you probably never would have had that before like there's no way would have been an issue it's there's no way that the first three director directors the first three star wars would ever have even talked about the other versions before it would have been all about the story well that's another symptom because and i'm sure disney knows that they're going to be like hey what if we kind of start trying to play the whole outrage media reactionary toxic fan yeah. culture to our advantage? Let's get them talking about this again. Right. And then people are going to feel like they have to go see it so they can tell really if it was better or just as bad as Last Jedi. They yeah. don't care that they're throwing their own product under the bus or their own creatives <laughs> because it's going to maybe help the next one do better. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. such a 
so biz- such a bizarre world like way to think about it but that's what they're doing because it doesn't Tactics. matter about the ones that came out it only matters about yes. what's new and what will sell toys yeah and they know that people are gonna like they said at the drop of a mean tweet in this case in star wars case online like the, the majority like the main narrative is people like last Jedi was garbage ruin johnson blah blah, yeah. blah 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 and they know that so right. they're gonna like tell their people like when you're on the press tour make it known that you know the last one was a little not the best yeah and it's i say you wanted your character to be in the movie yeah that's part. just like <laughs> such an ugly way to go about it mm-hmm. but disney uh, or i guess all these other corporations too they know the types of taxes tactics to use and the this sad age thing, of social media and whatnot. The sad thing is, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost sure that like, if they just could sit out the social media part of it for like a week or like two yeah. weeks, it would all blow over, and then the next thing would already be happening. Right. But they know that people can't resist like getting in on that immediate conversation, and mm-hmm. so they'll stoke the flames and play it up, and it's just this short cycle that's always going. Right. That people just almost ch- at this point choose to not break out of. Yep, it's it's so stupid. I hate fandoms. <laughs> Even though our tagline for movies for fandom our, fun, yeah, that yeah, was that should, was back then. Maybe That's we should change then. the tagline. Oh. <laughs> Looking back on that, f- it's like I always it's like I mean thinking of superhero movies that classic Dark Knight line. Like when you're a fan, it's like you live long enough to. You die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a toxic fanboy. A toxic, blind disciple of Disney. I believe that's what the line was, yeah. I think that's what Aaron Eckhart said. Yeah. I could be That wrong. sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of weird in the moment, but I guess now that you think about it, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe all this will blow over, too. Like, if once after Star Wars is out and we don't have Star Wars movies for a while, Marvel movies are kind of more going to Disney+. Plus. Maybe the narrative will just naturally fizzle out. It probably won't, but it's. Re- no. I, I never get tired of thinking about this stuff because I want answers, but the answers aren't there, and they never will be. I know, but we can get closer. I think our tagline should be "On to the next thing" because that's pretty much our conclusion in <laughs> yeah. every one of these. It's I like know. in the end, even though everyone's what mad, can you do? it yeah. won't matter. They're gonna get mad about something else again. We are true, and then like, we'll die. Consumers. We're like. <laughs> That was great. Next, please. Mm-hmm. Like we're never satisfied. It's because Disney's the the master puppeteer of Disney, and all the other corporations. I don't know. I'm getting... <laughs> Not to call them out. <laughs> Plenty of others. I find that I'm, you know, like getting it out of my system. I think after this last oh, yeah. Star Wars, I am playing that Star Wars Fallen Jedi video game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so interested in this new character now. <laughs> all this backstory. I'm so invested. Give me more. That's how they I get know, you. It's terrible. Cal Kestis, a Star it's Wars story. Sometimes we're victims of coming what we to say. Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> well, because it was there's a real person that they based that off of. Dominic Monaghan, right? Well, they designed him off of him. Oh, yeah. the actor uh, Cameron. Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, yeah. So they could just have him play it. Honestly, I would love that. That actor is so good. Yeah. It would, it would be awesome. He's it would be all actor. these I like would hate if they made a series. Why it would be based all these on that rebel Jedi? Like because I hate backstory. I like backstory. I hate it. I can't. I know we just talked about this fandom thing, but I just, <laughs> just I we're can't victims help of it. our own. I'm so, I was just I love this. just we're enough backstory. Ourselves. 
A backstory is not a replacement for the actual story. No. But I think what I like about backstory is because that can be actual story. Yeah. I like going forward, not backwards. Well, I'm not sure where the game ends yet, but... um, (laughs) Well, he dies. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He's the main hero in the game. He doesn't die. He does. But um, he doesn't. What if they took a risk? I will Google it and find out. <laughs> See, now it no got choice. me back into the fandom Darth thing Vader again. impales him. And oh. That's how it ends because nobody be... can beat Darth Vader. No. That's not how it ends. He doesn't die. I didn't get or an orange he? lightsaber either. Doesn't. I'm sad. He doesn't. <gasps> Your son chose okay. a different color? No, it didn't Wait, go what? orange. It only went yellow. There wasn't an orange option. There's I definitely... Oh, maybe that is right. I think orange was the pre-order it was the pre-order option should yeah. we put some context into what's so happening right in now? the video game you're <laughs> eight, you have to go at one point and build your own lightsaber it's like a part of jedi training but yeah. also for the story you have to go and rebuild it and you gotta pick your kybar crystal and you mm. gotta pick your color and i my son loves orange so i really wanted I to used get him yellow orange. for a while and on my tv it looked orange i was like oh, oh. cool no it was definitely yellow and i'm like i i don't want a yellow one so we went <laughs> with such cyan. close colors cyan that's basically blue it's light blue it's like almost like silver you had green the whole time because you didn't want blue i know why would you go with cyan i didn't i didn't pick it it wouldn't do have a a sit down with your son it was both my sons and there was a bit of a fight between two colors so (laughs) it was the one we could all agree on was one like arguing for like white and blue it's like oh just one wanted yellow which i was like no and one wanted (laughs) purple and the other one that really didn't want purple so this was one we all settled on i wanted purple too it looks so good honestly i'd rather have the purple than the orange purple indigo and pink they all look cool yeah i kind of wish we would have picked the pink one now because then we got a bd1 skin that was black and pink and i'm like it would have all matched i had that skin it's awesome (laughs) well should we talk about trailers yeah trailers baby More okay. superhero stuff. Yeah, Woo! now talk about... And these trailers totally fit in this fandom context. Yep, completely. We got a Wonder Woman trailer, Wonder Woman 1984. We got the new Ghostbusters trailer, and we got Free Guy, which doesn't fit in a fandom because it's a, an it's original. It's in a gamer culture. Yeah, gamer mm, culture. That's a good point. Is arguably the most toxic do of them think, all. I was going to say, do you think gamer culture infected nerd well, culture so with much, toxicity? There's so much intersectionality yeah, with that stuff. Hand hand. There's so, yeah. yeah, there's so much overlap. So they, f- they fuel each other. They right. feed off each other constantly. Because I feel like a lot, like we talked about before, a lot of gamers, who I don't even know if they actually unironically consider themselves gamers, but people who play a lot of video games probably don't go to the movies as much because they're busy playing video games. Right. But when they do go to the movies, they're going to go see comic book movies. Yeah. So maybe that goes back they're to what I was go saying. They're not going to go see Irishmen. Yeah, if they've never actually seen movies before, gone out of their way to actually delve into movies, but the only but they have seen Marvel movies and that's all they have to go off of. It's like maybe that's why. I don't know. They'll mm. die on the hill like these are great movies. It's like, well, some of them have great parts. Right. Some of them are mostly great. But a lot of them aren't. I don't know why you're going to die on this hill defending that. Yeah. I don't know either. Well. Because it's fun, I guys. think Wonder Woman <laughs> looks great. I, 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 I did like that trailer. I like yeah. the 80s synth soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, like the bright colors. She looks amazing. She had that cool mm-hmm. new like suit of armor. Yeah. yeah. It was like I an, didn't recognize her at first like when she did that. I was like, is that armor. a new character? Oh, no. She is that Carrie has, like, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> is that Ray's mom? <laughs> 
dark no. gray, mom? <laughs> it's Gal Gadot or Godot. I can't remember the last name. A Godot, I think. Godot? Uh, I think it's okay. Godot. I don't no, think it's because uh, I think it was Kate McKinnon. She was on a talk show and she's yeah. talking about how they were, I think because I think Gal hosted SNL. Yeah, yeah. she did. And she was talking about how Gal Gadot said her name like for everybody at the table. And I'm pretty sure you su- subtly pronounced the t. Oh. So I think it's. Do you think Gal she does Gadot. it on purpose? Like she does it I so subtly, so everyone's like, "Wait, which one? <laughs> what was it?" <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Pedro Pascal is also in the trailer, though. I thought he looked mm-hmm. great, except mm-hmm. that he's like has crystals, which I've <laughs> talked they about in the office. They give you whatever you wanted. That's like, how they bring back. I hope they make that Chris a joke. Pine. Like maybe he thinks those are the special things, but then like yeah. somebody knocks them over and they break, and they're totally worthless. That's like the most generic movie trope device. Hey, like, they're orange crystals. Get they're the not, crystals. They're not pink or clear crystals. Give me back the crystal. Yeah, I'm really hoping everything in the trailer the looks great. The crystal. Everything about the trailer looks great. Um, yeah. Except for crystals. Except for the crystals thing. <laughs> I'm with Eric. Like, I want this Chris Pine reveal of him coming back from the dead or whatever to like be good and to be meaningful and worth the it. The crystal brought me back. Instead, yeah, instead of it being like, the crystal Wonder Woman. The crystal. You have to destroy the crystal. You but, know that but you'll die again. Again, destroy the crystal. Yeah, and you then know that's he, gonna happen. At yeah. The end. <laughs> oh my god. Which I'm praying that's not the case because this movie looks awesome and it looks like a blast. Well, yeah. Until but they, that's that's really gonna make me be like, ah, until that it. like final showdown in the first Wonder Woman movie. Like yeah. everything before that was like really refreshing awesome. and well done. It's awesome. And it wasn't like that carbon Mar- Marvel formula, and people picked up on that because yeah. it was a huge deal. It was it had crazy legs. What, yeah, Wonder Woman. Kind of a did. pun, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, um, kind but, of a weird pun, but okay. <laughs> but this one, like, I'm hoping it doesn't fall into that like Iron Man two trap, mm. where like it's just, mm. it tr- it tries to be like even more comic booky. Have and, too many things. Well, I, I feel want. like yeah. it already is because it has two villains. Well, that's what I was trying to remember yeah, in Kristen the first Wiggs, one because there really only was villain that Ares villain. Yeah. Even though he had different looks, it was just the one villain. Well, it was him, but he had that minion, the lady that liked the gas, the mustard gas. Yeah, Dr. Oh, yeah. Poison or something? Yeah. I don't, something like that. I don't <laughs> so know. I don't know if this Maybe. is like another one where there's a big bad and then like a slight... A henchman. A henchman and Kristen Wiig. Or vice versa. I mean, they who's obviously her crazy up. in it. Yeah, she becomes Cheetah and I guess Cheetah works with Crystal Guy. I don't know. Or... Or Cheetah just is a secondary villain that finally got what she wanted and then couldn't take it when and it was taken away off for like her. ten minutes, like right when she becomes actually becomes Cheetah, she'll die in the next scene. Man, that would be a like Spider Man Three Venom style. That would be a major. Bummer. I don't know why these superhero movies don't learn from their mistakes? Just because you have more villains doesn't make it better. No, usually it makes it worse. I feel like you're attacking my excitement for the Batman, but no, I'm kidding. Batman's I'm a kidding. little different because if I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if they're kind of doing what ha- what they did in the Arkham City game, yeah, um, where you don't have to treat these guys as the big epic bad guy. They're the side they're just characters. criminals, you know. Yeah. They're just criminals, like organized crime guys. Yeah, like in the Irishman, imagine replace all of those nicknamed Irish dudes with Batman villains. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what they're doing. I think so too. Yeah. I just want to make a joke. Yes. But anyway, yeah, I the like trailers. the trailer, but I'm cautious that the movie will be will go into that kind of sophomore slump. There was, I'm right there with you. In our previous discussion about the article we referenced, there was a line in there it was like it really took off when all the superheroes had 
uh, white male leads named Chris. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, which is and then I of thought about true. that when we talked about this. I'm like, oh, Chris Pine, he was one of the Chris's. Chris a Evans, white Chris's. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I yeah, it's the Chris's. Dang. Looking back on that, not the best look. It's okay. They 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 finally correct, course corrected. Oh. They got a Chadwick in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the other last trailer or the second to last was Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Afterlife. I, I did not like. Cody doesn't like the kids it at all. I was like, Cody I don't like want to watch. It's not little kids. It's like ugly, whiny, kids. ugly teenagers. <laughs> right, according to Cody. Um, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about the trailer either, but I didn't hate it. I mean, I just it was basically exactly what I expected. Maybe a little bit better than I expected because they didn't play the Ghostbusters theme song, which I totally thought they were going to do. But I like that they didn't. But what I kind of assumed it would be was, hey, guys, remember Ghostbusters 2016? It didn't happen. That's because it didn't happen. This is the the actual next Ghostbusters. That's mainly why I like this trailer because it made me forget about (laughs) 2016's Ghostbusters. And honestly, it just looked different. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just looked different enough for like a Ghostbusters I franchise just, if you do want to make one for whatever yeah, reason. In this age it at where least all of looks these different. Sorry, in in this age where all of these like soft reboots do the exact same thing that the classic one did. Yeah, this one obviously isn't. It's like instead of it being like a bunch of little kids who start a ghost research science thing, they're just like living in like a rural like flyover state area yeah they're just, just trying be... to live life yeah. and they just kind of stumble possible. upon the stuff so it's a different approach it's not the safest possible approach no i just wish they were like five six years old <laughs> like early 20s like i can't connect with teen- I, teenagers so you've lost, why would you've you lost want... your inner child but why would you want them That's as so early sad. 20 year olds it just makes more sense to me would it though I like. I don't Early, mind. Would I don't, they be like in college and then discover mind. this, and then be yeah. like, "There's a there's a sidecar." Whoa! Honestly, I like yeah. it as kids. It, I like it. Yeah, the kids part grew on me. It feels more uh, I pure. Mind col- I guess I wouldn't mind college kids, and I wouldn't mind putting them in peril. Like the risk factor of that, I'd be like, "Yeah, maybe uh, kill one off, and then oh, he becomes a ghost." How awesome would that all be? All right, <laughs> I, they could kill one of these kids. <laughs> they, they, in the first Cody 10 minutes didn't think about that did she no i did I that's why i don't like it no i i i disagree there i mean like i said originally i wasn't crazy Weird about look at them being kids but that's because i wasn't crazy about the trailer as a whole but as i sit with it it's like since the ghostbusters 2016 was trying to be the exact same movie yeah. and it was just worse in every single way this one obviously was like maybe Kate we McKinnon. can't just do the whole soft reboot thing let's literally just tell a new story but with some of the same elements ghosts and some of the technology i I liked in this that they're making it clear like yes the ghostbusters were a thing but no one really bought into it and no one cares anymore except for like maybe like the (laughs) craziest of like (laughs) the craziest small fan base which honestly is kind of realistic because i think the ghostbusters fans out there is a pretty small group uh, as, as compared to other there. fandoms, I would argue well, that because it's, it's not a fandom; it's just a good movie from the eighties. It's like saying like one good movie. There's a fandom yes. for like there's like con- some cons, and there's like people who love the TV shows and toys and yeah. It, again, small fandom, but I think it kind of relates pretty well to this movie, which I also kind of yeah. appreciate. I like Paul Rudd more than I thought I would. I thought he was going to be a 
I don't know what I thought he was going to be. I guess I thought he was going to be one of the like new Ghostbusters because I was expecting mm. them to kind of do the same thing again. Okay. But then when I realized they weren't, I was like, oh, he's just their teacher. Yeah. I was like, I can see he's Paul crazy... Rudd. I can be. I can totally see Paul Rudd being a geeky, cool teacher. Yeah, he's a. I was like, I had, fan. I had you as my teacher like three different times. <laughs> like, I know the kind of teacher you are. Yeah, but still, I, I mean, him. I'm not crazy about it because yeah. I don't really need another Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, it's just like, does the main majority of people want a Ghostbusters movie? Probably not. Maybe they'll change their minds with this, but the more I think about it too, I feel like it's not totally fair that people are saying it's like another Stranger Things ripoff. I feel like people will say that about anything that has Finn Wolfhard in it. Like Finn Wolfhard could be in like... He, he could be lane. in like a romantic comedy and people would be like, Stranger Things ripoff. <laughs> Let's just be honest, that kid's not going to be a romantic comedy. Dang. Oh, I think he will. Not even as like a side character. Yeah, people like love the, the quirky, the, like awkward character. The quirky best friend to the guy who's trying to find love. Maybe you don't that. because you judge so many people not, based on their physical appearances. God. <laughs> but it's quirky. And this is a kid too. He's going through guy. puberty. <laughs> I don't need to see it when I want to go special. Leave movie. Finn Wolfhard alone. <laughs> I love Finn Wolfhard. I'm totally team. I'm sure he's Finn. super good. And I'm all the team other stuff Finn he's been because in. I feel. Have you bad. seen anything with him? No, I, I don't think, think, I don't so. think so. You haven't seen Stranger Things or no. the It movies. What else is? I think he's been in like. He's in that. Um, he um, was in that Goldfinch movie. And he's yeah. in a new horror movie coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah that's the turning. Yeah. Again, he, looks, he has his lane. He, looks he little, knows. He and for the age that. that he's at right now, totally ride it out. That's awesome. I'm sure that he'll make a transition when he's like out of the that awkward I puberty phase. don't find him. Like, it's not just. It's You've never not seen looks. him in anything. I'm finding charismatic in the trailer at all. You can't, you can't judge so strongly based off trailers. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. You've never seen this kid act before, and you feel like this trailer where he literally only like says like one thing is like enough. It's I don't think that's enough. I don't think I'll wait. I'll withhold all judgment (laughs) and not make a hasty decision on whether I'm going to see it or not until after I get a couple more trailers. Mm. I'm probably. Mm. I mean, maybe I'll see it. I'm not like excited to see it, but I'm just saying like, hey, you've never even seen the kid in anything. I'm Team Finn Wolfhard now, so I'm gonna see it. Yeah, Good. I'll probably see it. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> but I don't know. Average trailer, probably an average movie, but better than it could have been. It remind again makes me forget about the last one. So I <laughs> maybe I'm that sold. is enough. I maybe that is enough. One hundred percent. I miss <laughs> um, Chris Hemsworth and I miss Kate McKinnon. Those were the best parts of the other one. Yeah, you have SNL. Chris Hemsworth was funny. Kate McKinnon made me so angry. I thought she was going to be the funniest because I love her. Yeah. I think she is hilarious. But that was not what I wanted to Tr- see. Truth be told. I don't know what she was doing in that movie. Truth be told, I can't even remember which characters I liked in that movie. I don't like, like any I remember of them, there was like one or Chris two Hemsworth. that I liked, but now I can't think of which I one. I loved dumb hit Chris Hemsworth. He was great. Well, he was definitely one of them for me. Like, he knows how to do comedy. Yeah. The rest of them, like, I don't they know how I to do comedy. I genuinely laughed at anything funny. any of the other characters said. Which is very fair. Yeah. It's a god-awful movie. Very fair. Right. Let's go I on to the last trailer. Which <laughs> made us laugh more, right? I liked more Free than Guy. It was Free Ryan guy. Reynolds' shtick doing a... What a, is Free Guy? It's a, a about a guy who realize, like he comes to realize that he's in a video game. But yeah, he's, he's just a like a side guy. civilian NPC yeah. He's in one a video of the game. background players. 
He's, he's one of the people player. that you run over for fun when you play Grand Theft right, Auto. But his whole world is just really <laughs> mundane and and very like similar. It's very it's programmed. Very video game crazy. Until he comes across those glasses that are like on the player characters that show the other level of what the player would be experiencing yeah. in that. And then he's like, whoa, there's a whole other level. And then he gets all these abilities. and See, the idea of it I think is cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds as I much as the next guy. Of this movie, <laughs> I don't think this movie is going to be amazing, but his promotion for it is so good. It's I'd right now. It's cool. Well, about and, the promotion part. Yeah. Right now, it's cool and easy to get excited about because it is kind of an original story. Right. You know? But it's just him doing his Deadpool stuff only. Exactly, it's Deadpool. the Ryan Reynolds shtick, which is always at least kind of funny, I yeah. guess. But works on me. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, the the premise is cool because I used to like wonder that like when I was little and I would play like bigger role playing games or Grand Theft Auto, I would like follow just one of these random NPCs around. Right. Like what what are they doing in this game? Like <laughs> oh, when I'm not playing like, um, Skyrim. Yeah, I mean, I did it. I did it. The one in Oblivion before Skyrim. Yeah, because that's like was revolutionary at the time. Like these NPCs have set schedules. Like they yeah. are living their own lives. I know they go and in like, at night. They come. Yeah, out they go to bed. The they eat. Yeah, and they walk around for twelve hours. Then they go right. eat again. Then they go to bed. Revolutionary. But so the idea to me is funny, and I think that is cool, and I like that they're embracing just how crazy online video games can make people's avatars look yeah. with all these microtransactions as and well stuff. as like scenarios probably yeah because like in the trailer you see like a dude in like a bright pink bunny rabbit costume with like a jetpack and a bazooka it's like yeah that's pretty much exactly what you would see yeah. if you were playing yeah. one of these games mm-hmm. it didn't have like a very out of touch a bunch of old guys trying to write a movie about no, video games I think they totally knew what video games were yeah so that it has that going for it yeah. Um, it does look funny, but again, I just don't know if it's going to be that good comedy that sticks with me that I... It's not Jojo Rabbit comedy? No. It does have Taika. Yeah. It does. Oh, Taika yeah, it does. Taika does. He was great. He was such too. a douche in that scene. Yeah. It was amazing. He, he plays the douche boss. Bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it's his this accent. How much of how funny he is is his accent. Sometimes I wonder that with people that don't have American accents, I'm like... Are you really this funny, or is it because everything you say sounds a little bit funnier because of that accent? I think it's just mastering comedic timing. Yeah. He's very good at comedic timing, but on top of that, I feel like his voice is adding to it. I mean, a lot of comedians sure. use like their inflections in their voice to make jokes funny. I, I don't so it's probably he that, w- too. Would yeah. he come across if he had a really deep, guttural, like raggedy man voice i don't think so i think he, there's something maybe. inherently funny about his voice in general maybe it's even beyond british because like it's the what, same voice when he new does Zeal- core yeah he's, he's from, from new, new zealand, zealand. Yeah. it's the same kiwi. voice when he's vo- what he's a kiwi oh yeah it's the same voice when he's vo- voicing that guy in thor ragnarok I'm, yeah. it's not a bad thing at all it's one of my favorite parts about him i just wonder that i'm like hmm. new zealanders are funny <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if I had to pick... Well, I used to think that I like the Wonder Woman trailer the most of these three. I know yeah. I do. And I probably still do, but maybe <laughs> I like Free Guy more. I don't know. I go back and forth. Well, I thought we were going to play the game we did last week of Yeah, Meh, and Bleh. Well, <laughs> was that what that was? Yeah, would be my Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, I don't I want say, this to become a thing. I, I really don't. <laughs> Meh would be free guy and ugh would be Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, it sounds good enough to yeah, me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that'll work. I don't care enough about any three of them to argue that. No. I'm excited about Wonder Woman. Yeah, me too. I need to see a little bit more. I, I need to know more about the truth of those crystals. I need to see Chris Pine in a fanny pack. <laughs> Jogging <laughs> suit in a fanny pack. Oh. But who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> so, uh, I guess, what's coming out this weekend? Uh, well, Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, there's there's two others. I there's know. Richard Jewell, Clint Eastwood's movie oh, from yeah. Warner's. I feel like that one should maybe do pretty good. Should do okay. It's getting a lot of like pushback from the media because of the way they portray the journalists in it. And it's yeah, I saw that, and that's kind of died down. And then Olivia Wilde kind of went on the film's defense, and I feel like that kind of shut a lot let of them it go. up. Yeah, probably yeah, but I mean, it, it was it was well written in her Twitter, but I, yeah, and she raised she just, raised, she just, raised very good points, but but that woman's not alive anymore to defend herself, yeah. and she intimates that she had a sexual relationship to get her with john <laughs> ham yeah with to get her information and that's honest put, honestly i don't think this is going to be very controversial to the mass i don't public. think anybody's going to care no, no they're not going to care that but that's <laughs> it's why it's filmed, again it's still like less than a week twitter outrage cycle right just sit it out and yeah. it'll be over it, it's a film twitter thing i don't think people so i don't think that's going to hurt it because i don't think people care especially I don't know if this well, is going to sound a little bit bad, but especially the people that this is mainly geared towards, like more blue old, collar, old rural, people. older flyover states. Older gentlemen. I don't think that they're going to see that scene and think of think anything of it. No. It's just no. going to be like, oh, remember when that happened? Yeah. No, I, but I don't think it's going to do, like they want to compare it to a, um, another one of Clint Eastwood's big films. What was, was it that? the 1517 to Paris? It Yeah. it's. I feel like it's going to do that kind of business where Clint Eastwood's not in it. And he just directs it. But, um, well, his last few movies haven't been very successful. I mean, The Mule as well last year. The didn't. Mule was good. That was pretty successful. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. For, for the kind of movie it was. This, yeah. The budget but he it was. was in oh, okay. For some reason, that, I thought it wasn't. I mean, I that's that true, but I feel difference. like it's easy to underestimate how familiar that demographic is with Clint Eastwood. And I feel like a lot of them will see it, even if he's not in it. And there's not a lot of other movies that are going to act as that type of counter programming bombshell <sighs> that's um that's next week i don't think yeah, that's, that's gonna i week. think it's only released i don't think it's gonna b- right bomb now. but <laughs> i feel like it's gonna turn out kind of like how vice did right well vice didn't vice worked in some markets and didn't um and had kind of had legs yeah well the thing is like like vice this has a very obvious political angle right and you know the acting is what gave it credentials. Vice yeah, was all about going and seeing those actors as those characters. It wasn't. And a lot of people, a lot of people wanted Vice to be that political like takedown of yeah, Dick Cheney, wasn't. but actually it was supposed to be about Trump because it's very topical. Didn't it get nominated for Best Picture? It got nom- It might have been nominated for Best Picture, but critically at the time, people were like, "Oh, this isn't what we wanted it to be," because yeah. they just either they're un- unable to or they don't go deep enough. They just kind of film the sensationalized headlines yeah. and kind of put in a few jokes and call it good. What, so, what do we think of uh Black Christmas, the horror comedy that's coming out this week? It weekend? only did like $200,000 in oh, really yeah. shows. Huh. I mean, it is a remake of a that. previous film. Um, yeah, the original is like from 79 and that's kind of like a big I think cult it's PG-13, favorite. 13, right? This one is, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think that'll is. help. Um maybe. I don't think it'll it it won't have legs because um, it's just 
going up too much against Star Wars and yeah. all the other and stuff. And then by the next time week. all that's out, The Grudge comes out. Yeah. So that'll fill that will... niche market next yeah, year. Yeah, The Grudge comes out January 3rd. And The Grudge has a big following for whatever reason. Oh, did not know that. Like the original one, people. Did you ever go like go to school where kids would like talk about the grudge it was like the scariest movie i thought you were asking me did you ever go to school Kyle? no no in my school like the grudge was like that movie that was like really was the scary grudge the black thing that was like, it was like or is that the rain yeah like that's the grudge honestly no i don't remember then again i was i was so out of the loop on like everything in life like i was oblivious to everything so Maybe that's just why I didn't have a clue. Yeah, they're like edgy, the edgy kids. They were all like, yeah, I bet you haven't even seen The Grudge. It's like, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, You probably never even heard of it. <laughs> I know I didn't hear of it. I think, they made like four, I think they made like four of them. But yeah, Black Christmas, I got off on a tangent. I don't think that's going to do. I don't think no. it's going to do very much. Maybe. Well, this weekend is going to be all about Jumanji, and then next weekend is going to be all about Star Wars. Yeah. And... And that's that. I think that's that for the rest <laughs> of the year. I don't. I really don't think there's going to be cats. Isn't going to do. I'm going to say it now. I don't, I don't think cats is going to do anything. I feel like a lot of people are just. I mean, a lot of in I my do experience, have a, lot of a lot of old people, older audiences, just genuinely are so psyched. They're like, oh my god, that looks really great. That's supposed to be really good, right? That's a big famous musical. Well, but they, they probably don't know anything about it. They have Just, not even They probably trade, think they're supposed to like it. They're not trade screening it till next week when it comes out. Yeah. So that, that way it can't good. get a negative Rotten Tomatoes score before like before it really comes out. Yeah. So I don't think that's ever a good sign because when all the, the other Star films. Wars reviews start coming out. Have they not? No, it's uh-uh. that, but that is more oh. of a spoiler reason why yeah. they don't do oh, this. Yeah, this I mean, is not, yeah, I'm you're not to, spoiled by the story of cats. And I'm going to guess Monday or Tuesday. But I don't know which cat's chosen. What? Oh, I don't know which story. cat's chosen. To be the, to, to go ascend. To descend. Yeah, or the, the next life. The nice, pretty ballerina one at the beginning, the main one you follow. I don't remember. The My money's on well. James Corden. He's he, the one. He's, he's going to be the with one. With his tap dancing shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I want Rebel Wilson to make it. I don't want any of them to make it. I want them all to die. (laughs) Do they die at the end and only one lives? I don't know if they die, but yeah, the whole idea is like, which of you will be chosen to be reincarnated as like something better? I think. Some crazy. Is that because of like nine lives, cats? Maybe. Nine lives and they have we're, We're all here on our ninth and final life. But one of you lucky kitties gets the tenth life. Gets the tenth life as something more, implying that like they go to heaven or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, all of this I knew nothing about, and then I was like, "What is cats about?" Yeah. And they start doing research, and everyone's like, "I don't really. We don't really know what cats because is supposed to be about." Because it's loosely based <laughs> off just like I think a collection of lyrics and songs. It didn't really have us. Like well, yeah, down, but like the original, story. yeah, even the original musical people were like, music's cool. I don't know what it's about. I don't know. But I do think it'll do weirdly good business. I don't know yeah. why I feel that way. But what are we saying weirdly good business is? Like, in, what's the rounded number? Do you think it'll do 20 million to open? Ooh. Yes. Do you think it'll do 40 million to open? No. no. 
I, would I feel say, like I feel like it'd be close. I, I would say like under that, like 30, 60 million 35. to open. No, definitely not sixty. Because so. that comes out Christmas Day, right? No, Cats comes out Friday. Yeah, it comes out the same day as Star Wars does. As Star Wars. Oh, I thought that. No, I thought that too for some reason. Um, Spies in Disguise and Little Women oh, and Uncut Gems oh, so comes out Christmas Day. Uncut Gems. Well, if it comes out the same day as Star Wars, that changes things. I still think it could do twenty mil though. Maybe. Maybe again, this is where I I'm like. like I wonder game. if I wonder if older <laughs> audiences are like, oh, Star Star Wars. I want to see the weird. I want to see. Cat I want to see true cinema. I want to see <laughs> art. Cats. <laughs> that's what I think. I think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Judging cinema. on like the two or three times I've been in the theater when that trailer plays, I think they're like oh, there's Taylor old, Swift. There's always an older <laughs> couple Swiftie. or like few couples who are like. You see, we need to see that. It's like, mm, no, you don't. As soon as the cast trailer starts, you just immediately see this crowd of old people just moseying <laughs> through. <laughs> being like, it's like a <laughs> pointing South, at the screen. It's like a South Park joke. Just yeah. sucks totally in breath. Yeah. Oh, no. Just out of nowhere. That. Just start shuffling to their seats. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it being released next to Star Wars. Well, with Jumanji holding over, Frozen probably still going to be doing some business. And with yeah. Star Wars, no, I don't I don't think it's going to do what I thought it was going to do if it came out on Christmas Day. Why do you think Christmas Day changes it? Because I feel like a lot of people will have seen Star Wars by then. You don't think it wouldn't have had competition with Little Women? People's moms will How wide is Little cats? Women going? <laughs> Pretty wide, 2,000 plus prints. I did uh, forget about Little Women, too. I feel like there's going to be some overlap between people who would see Cats and see Little Women. I think so. And Little Women is probably the better movie. I'll I tell you right make now. Any I think Little Women I'm... looks annoying and boring all at the same time. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I think it looks fantastic. I've been... Uh, little Women, I don't know why, but... I've been starting to hear people being like, Little Women is one of the best movies of the year. And I'm like, it looks good, but like... I'm not surprised. One of the best movies... I don't know. Greta Gerwig's Powerhouse. What did she yeah, do she, before this? She directed she did Lady, Bird. Lady Bird. And that's a very good movie. That's like one of the best of that year. It's like one of the most celebrated I, movies of the decade. At this yeah, point. that's what some people and are saying. People I, have been like super hyped on this. Because she was developing this before she made Lady Bird. Cause, yeah. And then after Lady Bird... Because they were going to use her script, and then Lady Bird came out, and they were like, oh, dang, she can do everything. So, like, hey, you can direct this, too. And then they got the cast, and the cast is really mm-hmm. good, too. And a lot of those people she worked with in Lady Bird, so. Like, I'm going to see it. I'm wanting to check this out. I'm just saying, like, as of now, I'm like, really? This is one of the best do of the year? Think, yeah. I got to find out what the deal is. Do you think that Cats is going to be, like, Welcome to Marwin? Or better? Like, in than- terms of just being oh, awkward yeah. and painful to look at? Yeah. Yeah, or do you think totally? Be, do you think it'll do better? Like I think it'll do better. I mean, yeah. it'll make more money because Wolverine the Marwin just disappeared before oh, it was even such there. A bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, it, it, the name a, brand is gonna help cats a, more than Welcome it, to Marwin. Idris Elba is gonna get some ladies in as a cat. Idris Elba. Actually, yeah, I could see that as a cat. Yeah, that seems yeah. That in meme culture, people are gonna be like, I don't know about y'all, but I kind of wanna f the Idris cat. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. Look at the hams on that. <laughs> Pussy. <Yeah. laughs> oh, uh, have to see low hanging fruit. Do you think it's just old people and furries that'll be going to this? <laughs> uh, maybe some like big. Maybe 
I feel like musical fans, like yeah. diehard musical fans. All right. And then just a bunch of people who are like, I gotta see what we're this like, is we're actually like. We're gonna get like. into Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll go see this. This isn't Star Wars, but I'm liking it. <laughs> I'm waiting Christmas the eight time. days to see Star Wars. I'm gonna wait. Good it's luck. Be tough, but I'm gonna do it. I watched the I'm most recent you, TV spot. Don't I, do it. I, it was pretty spoilery. It was. That's what I've read, and so I'm not gonna watch it. Now. Wait, what was it? They released the newest TV spot, and I, and I didn't even really know what I was watching. But I just kept watching can it because I, I was on Facebook or something. Can I say hot take? I don't like that they brought Palpatine back. I just wanted him to be dead and gone. I thought you liked it. I just wanted. I thought I would, but I just want to see how no. they how they All use right. him. I'm totally indifferent at this point. I thought in the in the thing that he said he had been the one manipulating Kylo Ren. I'm yeah, like, that doesn't oh. surprise me. Ugh, he manipulates this guy Snoke back again. To manipulate, I Kylo want them to Ren. go really crazy and be like Palpatine wasn't just Palpatine. He is the dark side. Like it like the Jesus Christ of the dark side, like the physical manifestation <laughs> of the dark side. Yes, that's is totally what he a is. Physical manifestation of light, then. No, because it doesn't need it. <laughs> doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. What are we even hope... talking about? <laughs> talking about Jesus Christ of the dark side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Christmas time. It makes sense. Uh... Sure, Eric. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I've seen Last Jedi again, and I really liked the where they left Kylo Ren and Rey's story. Like, mm-hmm. I really like that. I don't want Kylo Ren to be more manipulated by some other darkness. I just want them to figure out what that dynamic has to be, whether he is ever going to yeah. really try to kill her, or if, whether they need each other for the balance. Again, I'm not trying to speculate too much, but I don't I'm, think I'm with I don't think yeah. they're gonna yeah. do like. I don't think he's being manipulated even more. I think he's just going to realize that he had that's through. like when because have you seen that TV spot? Mm-mm. I don't want to watch it. Cause yeah, I neither have I. Oh, I just well. kind of read there's about like a it tiny little like, thing oh. that makes sense in it. Yeah. And uh, what is it? There's like a voiceover <laughs> and uh, all right, fine. Palpa- Palpatine's <laughs> like saying something. He's like, I've been every voice in your head. And as he says that, he says, like, I've been in Palpatine's voice. And then it switches to Snoke's voice, and it's like yeah. every voice, and then it switches to Darth Vader's voice in your head, kind of. Yeah. So it's like, in Force Awakens, Leia's okay, that's like, kind of cool. Leia's like, <laughs> it wasn't. It was Snoke. Snoke turned our son to the dark side. And it's like, no, you thought it was Snoke. It's actually Palpatine manipulating Snoke. I guess I don't know, but I don't think that the, that Kyle is going to be even more manipulated. I think he's going to find out, and then he's going to. Try to be have to make a choice again. He's gonna I don't be know. his own yeah. man. He's by far what I'm most excited to see from, because he's the best character in the sequel trilogy. Yes, I've actually really come to appreciate him, even though he killed his father, and I don't like that part. He's just a sad little emo boy. Nobody understands him. I read, I read something today <laughs> in the <laughs> article about about that. Um, was it maybe in that article? It was just about what a waste Han Solo's death was because <laughs> he didn't die for the cause and he didn't die to protect to save anybody and he yeah, didn't... that's why it's so sad even yeah. though it was totally telegraphed I, I, why he it. died so Harrison Ford can get the heck out of that I franchise I hate it <laughs> we don't know he died pointlessly yet maybe that little hand touch is still he, Kyle still feels that like touch he's just on alone his cheek his room. he's just daddy <sighs> feeling his, daddy <laughs> no his face. I'm so sorry Little sad emo boy. There's many. There's many of us. I think we we're gonna end this like 20 minutes ago, and then we right. started talking about Star Wars. Terrible. <laughs> the one, the thing we criticize, yeah, we always have Fandom. to come back. We can't to get it. rid of that as our. 
we can at a week from today. Actually, a week from yesterday. No. Movies, fandom, fun. We keep coming back to our fandoms. Only we're... Eh, we should probably change that tagline. We can maybe make it like... I like the Star Wars movies. Movies. A lot. to the next one. Yeah. I wouldn't I say like that it. I am part of the Star Wars fandom in the traditional sense. Right. Like the movies? I like the movies a lot. I like. Same. I feel like our fandom is how we discuss it. Where we all have our, our limits. Our fandom. Of, yeah. I like it. We have like a good... <laughs> yeah. Inclu- I don't want to say inclusive because that's turning into be like a PC word, but we have like a good, I think, balanced fandom approach where I'm like, oh, I really hate something, but I, I don't, still like, appreciate I don't, what I have. I don't hate you for liking it. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we can cross that I milestone. Imagine that type of podcast. I don't, I don't like it and I hate you. I don't hate Kyle for liking the Daredevil Funko Pop when that's obviously the most boring of all the Funko Pops he's Not gotten. Not the most boring. Which one is your least favorite? Ooh, what'd you get today? I forgot to ask. I actually I didn't got, even see who you got. I got Thanos. <gasps> and it's oh, really you good. You I've been on a hot for the, end. With, uh, yeah. the Funko Pops I've been Does getting. Does he have a Those cape too, all... randomly? No. Um, <laughs> but I had like a hot streak of, oh, what was it? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my funny bone, so that's why I made that sound <laughs> mic for people listening. Oh, um, what was it? It was uh, a hot streak of like, oh shoot, it was the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Then I yeah. got doctor strange then i got Which black panther awesome. then i got thanos black panther was okay i, I like, like the, the black cape. panther one i don't know why y'all are haters no, no <laughs> i just didn't like the cape i, I like my black panther where's mine like that one's pretty good but i, ha- I thought i had an all black one in here. yeah but those are like the movie ones i know these are obviously not the movie Wasn't ones Isn't that killmonger <coughs> the one next to him is killmonger Ow. I thought that, that one's Killmonger. But doesn't bold? Killmonger are we get talking about the things that people can't see? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why are we doing this to people? Yeah, they I thought that was out. Killmonger's oh. like armor when they're fighting at the end because Black Panther has purple lights, and I, I thought Killmonger so. had yeah. yellow lights. So I have you two don't even have a Black Panther one. You have two I Killmongers. Do. I have two Killmongers and no Black Panther. Jeez. That needs to be rectified immediately. Come on, somebody send me happen. a Black Panther from Go Pop now and make sure it has a cape. No, no cape. As it should be. <laughs> okay. Go see Jumanji. Maybe go see Black Christmas if you want. How did I get Maybe go see Richard those? Jewell if you want. Yeah. Cool. Hey, yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> I think that's everything. Yeah. Should I do a shameless plug? Please, because oh, I yeah. just can't get over it. Oh, we do need to, because yeah. we have a special announcement. <gasps> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Finally. It's been a long time coming, but our podcast is now on all oh. podcast platforms including we're on, spotify we're on spotify now yes, finally <laughs> i i made it happen so, so however way you guys were listening earlier you can now do it on spotify now <laughs> if, you <Yeah>. want. <laughs> if you would like to but if you've already been doing it's, those other ways you're probably just yeah. gonna keep doing it that way or of course you're probably listening to it on silverscreeninsider.com which by the way thank you but be sure to check out all of our other features on the site including our entire um, movie database of the upcoming films uh has all the marketing notes marketing materials information that you need uh, as well as fun articles like the reviews shows all the trailers and etc 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 are your guys's jojo rabbit reviews up my jojo rabbit's his. up his jumanji the next level is yes uh, is are, you gonna do yeah, a, are you doing a review of jojo kyle i don't think so eric really summed it up well okay. and i already talked oh, about well, it on the podcast you. no you oh, it's nice. a really great review you guys should read it yep go check Ditto. out the reviews for jumanji not for jojo rabbit because you don't have a Jojo Rabbit. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ending this on a nice heartfelt. Yes. Thanks. All right. So everyone have a good weekend. Be safe.